We don't do that here. But the queen. Uh, Leo, did you catch the uh, Fury versus Nganu poster? No, I have not. It's in our, it's in our Discord. You'll get a laugh out of it. <laughs> What the fuck is this? Who in the fuck's idea was this? What we're talking about here? <laughs> the free Nganu poster. Oh, that. Thought... Whose idea? Yeah, it's a shocker. They they gave him they made him way more leaner, but they also like gave him a receding hairline as well. So it's like a very backhanded compliment there. Okay, we we made it make you a little bit better, but not that much better. All right, the fucking Mountain Dew is ready. Doritos ready. Neckbeard is necking. Let us begin. Summoning the energy to be the ultimate fucking casual. Who is the ultimate casual? That would be me. My name is Leo. I don't know a whole lot about MMA, but I do know a bit about boxing, so that is just enough to make myself sound really stupid. Fortunately, I have my good pals, Chief and Nathan. We're going to break down UFC 292, among other things. And we have some fight night cards coming up, um, specifically Max Holloway and the Korean Zombie. We'll get to that later. But first, network news. Um, I started, I launched another show with my, with a cousin of mine. It's called Hard Shell Tacos. I expect there would not be a whole lot of overlap with UFC fan, hardcore fan types. Because it's really, uh, we get all up in our feelings and shit. But I think it's fun. We have a good time. And uh, what else? I do have another one coming. It's, like, fuck me, it's so close. It's a political type of show. Once we get the launch, I'll start giving more details on that. But something to keep an eye on. And... NFL season's about to start. God damn it, I really want to have an NFL show, but I guess... I can't wait for the the yearly misery of being a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right, let's get into our recaps here. I don't have any of the results, but Bellator 298 happened on Friday, August 11th. If you care about that stuff, go have fun. Saturday the 12th, UFC Fight Night. This uh, card had some shifts, so I'm going to go from the bottom up like we always do, and you guys stop me if there's any any fight worth talking about that we or you know something exciting that we need to highlight. So, Josh Fremd gets a UD win over Jamie Pickett. Middleweights, AJ Dobson, UD over Tefan Nchukwi. It's middleweights. I noticed that the Parisian fight was off again. It, but it was kind of like quietly removed. Not sure what happened there. Yes, me and Lucindo. Submission in two over Pollyanna Vienna. Strawweights. Another fight that got might have gotten moved down the card. I don't know. But then we have Khalil Roundtree, ranked 13th at light heavyweight. Gets KO1 over Chris Dalkus, ranked 14th. I think this was the only exciting finish here. This is the only finish on the card. I guess there's a submission, but the only knockout yeah. on this card. Cub Swanson. Very interesting name. 
Guess the UD over Hakim Dawodu, featherweights, and the main event, Vincent Luque, ranked 10th. Guess the UD over Rafael Dos Santos, ranked 9th at welterweight. You know, I really don't know what it is about MMA. They really don't know when to quit. I know boxers don't, but MMA guys really don't. Cub Swanson and Rafael Dos Santos, they've been in the game for a pretty long time, and uh, they probably shouldn't be. Uh, I mean... Cub won, but man, he's 39, and Dos Anjos is like 37 or something like that, and he's been in some wars, so I don't know what he's still doing around either. I can tell you what the buff does. Yeah, but they're getting like the McDonald's pay, aren't they? Like, they could probably make more genuinely working at a McDonald's, right? Dos Anjos used to be champ, so he, he must have got money at some stage. And he was champ for like a couple of fights, so he must have got a bit of dough. Maybe they're trying to surpass uh, Tony Ferguson for longest overstaying of a welcome. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything more before we get to 292? Because like, I'm, I'm kind of itching to get to it. <laughs> Very quickly, I'm happy that my boy Vicente Luque finally won. I mean, he has won more recently, but I'm glad that he got in the win column again because for a while he was one of my fan favorites, and he's not done super well recently. And so just seeing him get get in there and, and win, it's fun. He doesn't look the same guy he was, and he's probably fixing to get knocked out badly in a couple fights. But for now, we celebrate. All right, cool. Okay, let's see. UFC 292 was in Boston. So the the crowd was interesting. But th- is that standard fare? Do MMA crowds get that verbal? Yeah, it can happen quite a bit. The, the crowd interacts with the cage area or, you know, Cause... start just launching bottles. They do definitely play favorites. Like, if, and they don't even need to have a reason. Like, if there's just a generally disliked guy, they will pick favorites and they'll get pretty fired up about it. All right. Well, I guess it adds a bit to the excitement. Let's get to it. From the bottom up, Marlon Vera ranked sixth. Chiefs pick here. Guess the UD over Pedro Munoz ranked 10th at Bantamweight. So that is a plus one. Mario Bautista, Chiefs pick UD over Damon Blackshear. These are also Chiefs pick. But um, I did have to swap uh, Blackshear's name in. It was not the original name that I had listed. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a little bit of an, the asterisk there. I would have picked this guy anyway. He uh, is one of three people to attempt a twister in the UFC and pull it off. And he's also yeah. from Texas, so... It might as well be a valid pick. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Uh, still taking the L. <laughs> Ian Machado Garrity, uh, much yeah. to the Chiefs' chagrin, ranked yeah. 13th, gets the win over Neil Magny, ranked 11th. I, I knew I was eating an L here. Welterweights. It was originally scheduled as Jeff Neal, but he dropped out. I don't know why, but I know that, he was, that uh, Neil Magny was a late replacement. Still, I expect, Chief, that you would have picked... Magni, anyway, just out yeah. of spite. So that's a Nathan plus one. That KO, man, like, that was close, and he didn't get it done. All right, uh, Wei Li Zhang, <laughs> you both picked her. UD over Amanda Lemos, 
No shit. That was, that was such an easy pick. Yeah. So I, I do have to ask, which scorecard is the worst? Because there was a scorecard that gave a 9-9 round for that, that Whaley fight. Do you yeah, think that's worse than Marlon Vera getting 30-27 over Pedro Munoz? No, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes. Like, they're both very egregious scorecards. Yeah, they're both, they're both horrific, but... The 9-9, I remember when I heard it got read out, and I was like, what? Huh? I'm not sure how somebody arrived to that conclusion. Yeah, I really wasn't. I haven't seen which round they gave it to. I think we were consensus, though, that it was probably the first round. Yeah. yeah. Just because that had a I do bit wonder, of back and forth. I do wonder, because the rules changed recently to kind of favor grappling, I don't know if that judge was maybe just overcompensating in their first time out, but... I also don't know if those rules are officially in effect yet. They're nerfing striking. Yeah, it's too OP. Yeah. The meta's getting stale. <sighs> Aljamain Sterling, the bantamweight champion, gets... Knocked the fuck out. You got knocked the fuck out, man! In two rounds. Goodness gracious. By number two, Sean O'Malley. Uh, oh boy. I was uh, I was with you guys. I was riding with uh, Sterling. I really didn't think, based on the research that I was doing to get our video release, companion release with this, it I didn't think that O'Malley was gonna have the the grappling wrestling wherewithal to handle a fucking octopus like Aljo. It's crazy, but then. Aljo decides, you know, I don't have to wrestle. I can strike with Sean O'Malley. I think yeah, I'm. Yeah, that uh, was branded. I, oh man, I am. Uh, I have a not feeling 100% today. I'm catching a case of diabetes from all the fucking sugar. <laughs> oh god, that was great though. Very very cool. Um, O'Malley. They were both really. They're they're candor. After the fight was great from both guys. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, Sterling sort of accepted his fate straight away. He wasn't in denial or anything. And Sean was pretty humble about it. I mean, we said Sean looked dead nervous right before the fight, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, he, he admitted as much uh, in the post-fight interview, so... It's nice to be right for once with our armchair psychoanalysis <laughs> of the uh, fires. And... I know uh, this is this was never recorded. This happened in Discord chat after our last episode, but we were talking about all the ways that O'Malley could win. Because uh, <laughs> I think we all picked Sterling, but I think we really all wanted O'Malley uh, yeah. as, as fans, as the heart of it. But we were talking about it, and I, it just the thought occurred to me. It's like, man, all these ways were having O'Malley win require like Aldra's brain to fall out of his ears. He just has to fight the dumbest fight. He has to do. Like what, what did he do? <laughs> maybe not what he's worst at, but what his uh, what his proficiency isn't, which is strike. And then he ended up striking and getting knocked out. But I don't want to just take credit away from Sean there because the way he was moving on his feet was giving Aljo issues. Like he couldn't just shoot right away. Like he had to think about it. He had to really try to work to set up his stuff. And then you know the brief takedown attempts we did see, he didn't just get dragged down to the ground. So that was probably unexpected. I don't think people were expecting Aljo's stuff to get stuffed, but either way, it's such a phenomenal win. 
Very yeah. exciting win. Sean froze. Um, he froze Sterling with his movement. He really did. Sterling couldn't dive in because he was scared of catching a knee or like a straight punch. So we didn't really. We didn't see much wrestling from him really. Like you say, it was mostly striking, which was mostly brain dead. Yeah, like we were speculating that he was trying to bait Sean into yeah. opening up and overcommitting so that he could like set up his stuff, like you said, Nathan. But then after, like as, as time continues, like bro, why, where's the wrestling? Uh, that's kind yeah. of what we were we're we're looking for here. The longer you try to strike them, even if if it had gone to decision, you're just giving Sean more opportunities you're to fighting, score. Yeah, you're fighting his game. You're giving him a chance to win. Basically. Yeah. Um, full hard copium. This was a directive that Sterling received in like a, a handshake agreement in the back room. We need O'Malley to be the star, so you're gonna have to give up the belt. So you figure out how you're gonna do that. Take a dive, buddy. Yep. Otherwise, I just can't guarantee that you'll be safe anymore. You know, it's just something. I would be terrible if something bad happened to you. I do think the UFC are very happy that Sterling's not champion. Now. Oh yeah. Because a the guy that is champ now is super marketable and is a viral hit basically with anything he does online. And B Sterling was a guy that wouldn't really do business with the UFC. He'd sort of be very. He was a bit more like Woodley. He was a bit strict with them. So I'm sure Sean would be happy to fight a few shitters that he could get away with, like Vera and Munoz people like that before fighting the real challenges like Marab. Do they do voluntary, mandatory type of defenses? There is no such thing as like a mandatory defense. There's just a title defense. There's no uh. such... You, you never get called for a mandatory. Dana just kind of decides that you're next. Well, so every fight's a mandatory. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah. Okay, that exactly. makes sense. Because like we're looking at... We had two other bantamweight fights on the card obviously they were talking about vera almost immediately well he mm -hmm. fought vera in the past and lost to him oh i so see that's that's why they're talking about vera a lot and the way that he sean lost to him i wouldn't say it was bullshit but like there was i don't know it was it wasn't like he a got clean calf win. kicked like he got calf kicked yeah. like 45 seconds in it was over yeah, like it, it, it sent his foot dead. Like his foot was dropped. Like he couldn't move. That's right. I remember seeing that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Speak like calf kicks. Holy shit, Gary on Magni. That was oh, yeah. fucking painful uh, to watch. That was yeah. rough. But in the bantamweight sphere, so they're, if they're going to try to do Vera next because of that, like built-in rivalry that we that they have afterwards, is probably the number one contender right this the uh, uh, sterling's friend marab yeah it could yeah. be but i could see them making him fight Sahudo after that as well because that's another guaranteed money spinner oh okay the stocky shorter guy yeah yeah they, they want to keep the belt on sean for as long as possible because every second it's on him it's earning more money for the ufc and sort of like you know merchandise sales things like that than it and, would be Aljamain should have been his kryptonite, if you will. But if he's not, you'd have to think Marab is. So, which is unfortunate for the UFC because he's the number one contender. So they're going to have to make up excuses why Marab can't fight him yeah. soon. I think he is probably unavoidable. He's probably going to... I think they'll give him the Vera fight 
since they have that history, but Marab is probably next on the docket. I don't know how they can avoid that fight. I think, I think he's the legitimate next guy to fight for the belt, if I'm honest. I, I totally agree. He has to be, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, you say has to be, and typically the with one thing that's nice about the UFC is they will make the number one or two guy fight mm. for the title. But yeah. since it's a dictatorship, they can tell him to kick rocks too. It's like we're gonna make the number six guy go up and fight instead, and you can wait. We're gonna we're gonna get some of these sweet pay per view sales, and then we'll, uh, then we'll give you yeah. a chance. Or what they'll probably do is they'll tell Marab, if you want a title shot, go beat Henry Cejudo, and then yeah. one of those guys takes the other guy out of the running. Oh yeah, yeah. You want to jump Q, then you better jump Q. More that it builds hype towards fighting Sean as well because yeah. it's a bit of an eliminator. Something I'm noticing after O'Malley's win last night is how quickly the so, uh, like as far as the UFC goes as a brand, the social media sphere that is UFC oh. is already fucking in high gear. They released the full fight already, haven't they, on their UF their YouTube channel? The entire well, the entire second round. Which normally they That's... won't even show the knockout. They but they yeah. showed the entire. They don't do that ever. And never, uh, I've never seen that done, and we know why. Yeah. It's because they know putting it up, they're going to get insane engagement. Yeah, all to, that's yeah. the that's the bottom line, right? Sean's a little gamer boy. Like all his all his fans are like little gamers online. That they'll love all that. Yeah. Let's see. I wanted to ask about Whaley because. She was fucking insane yesterday. Oh, yeah. That was mm -hmm. fucking crazy how good she was. Is that the first time you've seen her fight live? Yes. Mate, if you can, go back and watch the Ioana fights. They're insane. All right. Yeah, those are all-time women. Really, all-time yeah. either-gender fights. Like, yeah. seriously. Interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm looking at the top names. Tatiana Suarez just fought. So, like, that might line up well. They were already talking about uh, Xiaonan Yan, the other Chinese mm -hmm. woman, and I think they were talking about that one as a in-China kind of thing. And we were yeah. we were talking as we were watching about them possibly, like, tr looking to line up a card in China, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that might be the spot. They could do it against Yan Xiaonan. That'd be, that'd be one versus two or something one versus three yep yeah all chinese fight maybe they could put that on the uh, big bang jang versus joe joyce rematch mm -hmm. oh yeah do it like one style where they have different different uh types of fights yep on the same card um so they were talking about carla esparza somebody had one of those two women had fought her uh was it lemos that did yeah. carla esparza uh, zang zang fought Carla and yeah, yeah, to the least. Well, so she's at the number one spot, and then Rose and Namajumas, Namajumas is she'll be fighting soon. Um, we'll be talking about. She's her also bit. moved up a division, though. Yes, so that's right. I don't know of the women I've seen fight in this particular division. I mean, Tatiana Suarez kind of. Um, she's okay. Yeah, it, she champ material. I, I don't think so. Uh, it's gonna be like Alanda, Amanda Lemos. It's like you got yes, you got enough to like climb the ladder, but you're not gonna get to the top of it. Xiaonan Yan is that's I don't know. A, she's an exciting striker type as well, so I think they would really 
bring the best out of each other. I'm not too familiar with Rose or Esparza, so I can't really comment on those. But if Esparza already got already got worked, I'm not sure what benefit there would be to running that back. Is there any? Nah, not from not from my cop. All right, welterweight Ian Machado Gary, the diet Conor McGregor, Conor Light. Um, I'm trying to get hit the weight class here. So this is Leon Edwards' division. Yeah. He walked into last night as number 13. There's a lot of guys in the way. I would love for Kevin Holland to clamp that fucking yapper of Gary's. Uh, Vincent Luque just fought Jeff He Neal. would kill. I say this as a Luque fan. I don't want to see that fight happen. Luque would get destroyed. Yeah, totally. Oh, look, it's the notice for the really poor time management appointment that I set for the unctuous mm. fettuccine. What was it? Was the C I did? Conniptions? Yes. Comptrollers? Comptrollers was the one. Ultimate, uh, unctuous fettuccine comptrollers. <laughs> I have no idea what I was thinking when I wrote that. Stephen Thompson, that's who he called for, right? That would be a, re- a really good fight, I think. Hopefully Wonderboy gets gets paid. I don't know if he's going to fight yeah. in the UFC until he does, but he would be someone that would give Gary a lot of trouble. Anything from Steven up is trouble for Gary, I think. Hmm. I think Steven would piece up Gary head to toe. He's such a much better striker than him. That would be a bad matchup for him. Steven Thompson headed to Bellator PFL or one possibly. FC soon if he's not happy with his pay arrangement. Well, it doesn't get any easier for Gary because if he goes to if <laughs> if they feed him to Shavkat, he would get the shit beat out of him. If Is... you want to see that guy like bruised and bloody, you'd root for a Shavkat fight. All right, I'm gonna try to will that into existence. Me, me, and my massive influence in the combat sports sphere. I'll make it happen. I'll, I'm gonna text Dana real quick. Um, Usman, Colby Covington. Man, if he's not going to really do well 7 and up, then... Ugh. Well, that is... I do have to say, like, there's there's some killers in this division, and Shavkat is ranked lower Ooh. than he should be. Shavkat really is, like, the number no, one or two guy. Yeah. Really? Bilal is kind of wank. Like, he could he could probably beat Bilal if he didn't get laid on all, the whole night. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think in an ideal world, especially if he was fighting 170... Uh, Hamzat would fight um, Shavkat for number one um, contender status at 170 because mm-hmm. those those two are just absolute monsters in the division. You know, I, th- I really think they should uh, they should be duking out to see who gets the next title shot. Yeah, but is, did Shemaev move up to uh, well he, middleweight? I don't know if he's permanently moved up. Uh, you'd think he may be because he missed weight by what seven pounds last time out. So. And the jump is 15, isn't it? Yeah, the jump is 15, yeah, exactly. So he was halfway there. Yeah, if you're fucking missing it by that much. He's fighting Costa at middleweight. I can't so wait. Costa's going to annihilate him. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> you're insane. Oh, Costa's going to die. I'm sorry. Huh. We'll see. Anything more on 292? Make sure to have your insulin handy. As you uh, snack on the sugar show, yeah, I, uh, it was good. It was a good card tonight too. It wasn't unbelievable. It was solid. Like the the O'Malley surprise at the end was genuinely surprising. Yeah, 
Nobody predicted that. Nobody backed Sean to beat him. <laughs> yeah. And we were pretty fucking hype on the Wei Li fight, just because of how good she was doing. And then we completely forgot about that as O'Malley yeah. gets that pull-ish counter. Damn! Oh, goodness gracious. What a, well, that was a great card. It really was. Except for Such Gary. Yeah. <laughs> it's such an aesthetically pleasing knockout, though. It is. Like, like just a thing of beauty. The parallel with uh, Aldo McGregor was... Yeah, yeah, I can't believe they put those up side by side. That was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. That was the immediate reaction I had once I had seen a few replays and see saw how it broke down a little, a little more with more detail. That was immediately the thought that I had, so I'm not... I'm glad that, you know, it wasn't being weird, kind of making that comparison. I didn't know if it was like a super casual connection that I made. Point totals as of today was a small gains. We only uh, got picks on the 292. So 30 to 34. Nathan, you need a lifeline here. He's only far behind one line. He could easily swing that in one way. Could. Yeah, could. Could. Uh, Lady Luck has not been in your favor, Nathan. No, but she's kept me within striking distance. That's all I can ask for. (laughs) She's edging you. Pause. Maybe. I don't know. Pause. Yeah, pause. Uh, Okay, so our preview block here covers two UFC Fight Night cards on the 26th in Singapore and on on September 2nd in Paris. So let's start... With the Singapore card, we're going to go from the bottom up. Taylor Santos ranked 4th versus Aaron Blanchfield ranked 3rd at flyweight. Uh, Nakamura Rinya versus Fernie Garcia, bantamweights. Giga, what? Giga Chikadze? Chikadze? I think you got it right there. Yeah, the Giga and then followed by the CH. It threw me off. I was going to say Giga Chad and I didn't want to. (laughs) So he's ranked ninth versus Alex Caceres ranked 15th featherweights anthony smith ranked eight and ryan span ranked 10th light heavyweights and max motherfucking holloway versus the korean zombie chan sung jung these are featherweights ranked first and eighth respectively this is a stacked fight card isn't it An- yeah. anthony smith ryan span could headline a-, a card all by itself maybe even giga versus alex Caceres, to be honest that'll be a great striking match Really? So that yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that Caceres yeah. fight might be. I mean, you can't take the shine off of Max Holloway, but as far as competitive fights go, that Caceres fight is gonna be good. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now could I'm be looking fight tonight quite easily. Interesting. So it, this is a striker heavy card. Quite a lot. Yeah, of them are, yeah, yeah. yeah them. It actually is. Maybe that's the trying to appeal to fans in the region. Yeah, maybe. more striking less grappling max holloway versus a punching bag hmm. um let's see are there any well you guys already said anthony smith and ryan span and also giga and caceres so of the other two doesn't seem like we have a whole lot do you want to put picks on them anyway do you not flip a coin kind of situation um i'll go erin blanchfield enhance enhance field two i can't yeah can't pick santos here and then I'll I'll go for Nakamura. Shoot, I guess I'll be different and go for Ernie Garcia. Fun. Now this one, maybe we want to have Giga. a little more discussion. Oh yeah, I was gonna take Caceres. 
Oh. Yeah, really? I'm extremely happy with Giga. Really? Alright. Um, okay, so make your case as for why your pick is correct. Let's start with Chief, with on Giga. Uh, well, Giga's more youthful than Alex Caceres. Alex has been around for a while now. I think he's on one of the ultimate fires. He's a bit older in the tooth, and his striking just isn't as crisp as Giga's. Um, I think he does wrestle quite a bit, Alex, if the striking's not working, so maybe that'll be his chance to victory, but I see him getting sparked out cold. Goddamn. Nathan, what about Caceres? I don't know. I think he's he's definitely been around a while, but he's not been around so long that I think he's fallen off a cliff. He's like the aging veteran, but he's still got a little bit in him. And I don't know. I do like him a little bit more all around than I do Giga. And they both, you know, Caceres, he got, I think, did he get submitted in his last fight? He got submitted somewhat recently. It's like if he is up against the wrong style, he, uh, he has issues. But I think this is a fight that will play in his favor. Caceres is like 28 and 15. He's been around a while. Wow. Yeah. Or 21, 21 and 13. That's still a lot. I can't find which his loss was, but it's all right. Uh, let's keep it moving. Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. Uh, I'm going to be contrarian and go Ryan Spann. I wanted to be contrarian first. Oh, did you want Ryan Spann? I'll take Anthony Smith. Oh, I thought Smith looked terrible in his last fight. I like, will take Smith. I've oh. never been more uninspired with Anthony Smith. <laughs> He's got the stuff to win this fight for sure, but like I did not see any kind of the fire that he had when he fought John Jones or in his previous matches. Like He just looked like a shell of himself, and he was up against someone who had no resistance. I think Ryan Spann will be trouble for him. All right, Chief, why is that incorrect? Uh, why is that incorrect? Yes. Anthony Smith is a tough-as-nails, hard-wrestle boxer, and he has still got the life in him for this for this sport. Never mind the uh, commentator he's been doing on the side. He's still got life in him as the old dog yet, and he's going to put it on Ryan Spam. I think he's going to get a decision victory against him. And for the main event, I am expecting you to both go with Max Holloway. Yeah, I think yeah. so. 100%. Uh, now, what's going to happen is what you least expect. Max Holloway is going to try to grapple with Korean <laughs> Zombie for some fucking reason. He's going to end up getting himself beat. Could you imagine mm. if he secured a, a twister against Max Holloway? <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's probably Chief's like greatest nightmare. I don't yeah. think he's got to worry about it, but that would be pretty insane. That would be insane. Um, we might have to cancel the podcast if that happens. Yeah, that is unbelievable. This is why it's actually like impossible to happen. I will, I will say impossible. Korean Zombie's so faded at this point. He's not the same guy he was even like two years ago. He's been in a lot of really rough fights, and Holloway, he's only getting better. He's aging like fine wine. Yeah, and his striking is only getting crisper. So I don't see how. Uh, I don't see. I really don't see any chance for Korean Zombie. It's more of a does he go the distance or not? I think that's the only question about this fight. That's what his nickname kind of was about, though, right? Was his, like, resilience? Iron Chin? Is that what it was? I think that was part of it, but I think it was also just a funny name they mm. came up with. So, I mean, he's been in some gory fights where he's cut up and he still wins, or he's eating a ton of punches and he still walks forward and eats them. I'm 
trying to, you know, like it's it's starting to catch up to him, kind of situation now. And like Holloway is still still got it. So this yeah, this is definitely uh, not going to be a good night for Mr. Chan or Jung, excuse me, Mr. Jung. Anything more on the Singapore fight night? No. Cool. We are off to fucking Paris. Oh man, oh man. Fight night in France. I, I couldn't think of anything clever on that one. It's just a sad state mm. of affairs. Alright, let's go from the bottom here. Benoit Saint-Denis versus Thiago Moises. Lightweights. Yadis Chamuri versus Kaolan Lujan. Bantamweights. Uh, that, those two guys did not have motherfucking pictures. Morgan Charrier versus Manolo Zucchini. Zucchini, Zucchini, Zucchini. Vulcan. Oh shit. Ozdemir. Ozdemir, yeah. yeah. Ranked ninth versus Azamat Murzakanov. Murzakanov. Light heavyweights. Ranked ninth and twelfth, respectively. Menon Pioro is ranked second. And Rose Namajuma Junas is ranked second in the weight class below. Let's go, Rose! Yo. <laughs> and Cyril Gan headlining against uh, Sergei Spivac. Spivac, Spivac. I'm thinking of Spivac. Second and seventh at heavyweight. Uh, the shit. I, I think um, Gan, Rose might be the only names I recognize on this entire thing. Ozdemir, uh, he fought DC for the title at one point at light heavyweight. So... And Thiago Moises has been around for an extremely long time, so I recognise that name. And uh, Benoit Saint Denis as well; he's another like perennial hanger on around. So, do you guys know enough to make picks for the whole thing, or do we want to do like piecemeal? Do we want to do picks this week? Because this is September second. Our mm. next, re- our, oh. our next time would be on the third. Would that be our next time? Oh shit! What do you want to? Yeah, we're doing. Oh, the, right, yeah. We're on that two-week yeah, blocks. We we need to do this then, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm good uh, with doing at least the main and the co-main. I don't know anything, or I don't know much about the other fights. I know the names, but as far okay. as educated picks, just the top two. I'll do the top two then. I'll go Gan and Fuero. I'll be Gan and Nami Yunus. As, as bad as Gan looked in his last fight, he's still yeah. one of the cleaner strikers and he's going to piece Spivak up. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe the weight of the moment with being in with John Jones is a little too much. 100% has yeah. to be. Even if he fought well though, I don't think he had the wrestling acumen to keep Jones from submitting him like that. Yeah. It's just maybe it wouldn't have happened in 35 seconds or however long it took. Yeah, that was set a put a bad taste for potential outlooks for Cyril Gunn. All right, um, Chief, you seem to have a little bit more know-how, or you know a little bit more about who these people are. Are What is the diamond in the rough for the fights that we cannot give too much? I, I don't think there are any. Like, I think they've just put a lot of French sort of fighters on here, but none of them are exactly built with an next McGregor or anything. All right. So they're, go- they're going to Paris. They're going to try fill the card up with local talent, and they've tried to do that. Hopefully, they have them set up to win, or at least favored yeah. in in their fights. Mm, hopefully. Oh man, that is it. That is all we have coming up. Was there any news going on? 
Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler is back on? Question mark. Looks like it's on. Yeah. They mentioned it last night. Looks like it's on. I'm not sure. It could still very well be off, though. To be honest, I think. I thought Chandler. I'm fact checking myself in real time. I thought he said something like he wasn't going to fight if he was actually in USADA or not. But now I'm reading a headline that says it's not going to make a difference whether he was in USADA or not. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Fun. That actually sounds pretty fucking fun. So we all know what Connor's like. I don't know what Michael Chandler's like as far as build up and outside of the ring antics go. Are they of the same ilk or. He tries to be a bit of a showman, doesn't he, um, Chandler? He tries to put on uh, a bit of a, a display for people, but it doesn't always... I don't think it's always to people's tastes. Mm-hmm. He, he comes off more of like a wrestler uh, yeah. actor, and he's like yeah. much less of a natural prick like Connor is. Yeah, okay. So it's more contrived. Yeah, we're It's contrived, but he's a little bit like... I mean, he seems like more respectful about it. I don't know if that makes sense. He's not just an asshole. Yeah. Uh, maybe, like, The Rock in his, like, when he was a face, wasn't as abrasive, wasn't as aggressive with his uh, showmanship. He was just always hyping himself up more than anything. Hmm. Yeah, that may be a good comparison there. I wanted to say he's like Colby, but he's definitely not like Colby, because Colby's like, he, he goes full full wrestling heel I guess Chandler I guess is the he's not quite the heel is Colby the the guy who brings out like the MAGA stuff yeah, yeah. he's yeah. Donald Trump's big, biggest fan <laughs> interesting uh, well he's at the fights often so I guess it makes sense it seems like a lot of the fighters go to talk to him like Kevin Hotland did who Trump yeah yeah well he's a big fight fan isn't he yeah he loves fighting sports he's fighting yeah, weirdly. He's, uh... he's he's very well liked within the community. Just he did a lot to kind of get them in the door and yeah. He's always goes up to the fighters and he's been like next to the commentators and yeah, they'll run up and shake his hand when they win or maybe not or just like go and say hi to him or whatever. It's a very interesting wrinkle that he's he'd be popular among Yeah. Them. I don't know if he has that same acclaim with within the like boxing circles but i other than that one time he was on triller i don't know if he's yeah, ever been that was am- that was amazing um yeah he's been at a load of boxing fights because think when he used to have like trump plaza and you know the trump casinos and, and stuff Atlantic they used to City. Put, yeah exactly they used to have boxing bouts right roy jones fought at trump uh, a lot of times i remember i mean hey if he's doing good things for the sport i'm not I guess I can't really, yeah. can't really knock that. Whenever gets these guys like paid and taken care of, I don't really. Sometimes you gotta I make a give deal Trump with the devil. That much, I wouldn't make give Trump that much credit because he's. You give him credit for the things he's done in the past, but I don't think he's doing anything in the present for them. He's just more like a royalty figure. Oh yeah, okay, that puts it in a better context. I, hmm. Well, if ever there was a redeeming quality he could have had for me. He could have done that, but he stopped. Uh, that's, I think, gonna do it for us here at the Low Energy Ultimate Fucking mm-hmm. Casual. We have uh, B-Sides, finally got around to doing that post-Spence uh, Crawford 
finally. Uh, so that's going to be coming out. Did mid-year picks on that one. Hard Shell Tacos dropped last night. Alright, guys. I think that's, that's it, right? Um, NFL is coming up. I don't know what NBA is doing. MLB, like, they play, like, 35 games a day. <laughs> is... How's... What's, what's EPL up to? So, we've just had a second game week. Oh, well, some people will be finishing it uh, tomorrow night, but, yeah. yeah things are going all right for Arsenal, so I'm happy. On the football front, um, Inter-Miami last night became league champions. Oh, led, yeah, that's right. Led by Messi. I saw that, yeah. Good on him. <laughs> that, that, that little clip of the teenager crossing up a toddler... <laughs> <laughs> this is what it looks like when Messi plays in MLS. Oh man! Did, did you guys see the thirty-yard something goal he made? It's like the longest of his career. Yeah, man, Ibrahimovic made a fucking long one too in his MLS debut. Yeah, it was a right debut. Yeah, man. So Messi is MLS champ. Man, I didn't know he went to Miami. I thought he would have went... To, like, LA Galaxy always signs the... Makes the big European star contracts. Yeah, I'm not sure how Miami fell backwards into that. <laughs> but I'm sure they're happy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure All right, but that's going to do it for the football talk. Um, gentlemen, parting words heading into the week. Folk Tassel Fury? Yeah. Have, have a good week, all. Everyone have a good week, except Tyson Fury. Yeah. Especially not Tyson Fury. Yeah. Super jacked and fucking ripped Tyson Fury. <laughs> yeah. Alright, guys. Thank you if you listened all the way through. Check out that phone number. Text me about what you think about our picks, or what you think about the fights coming up. That's gonna do it for this episode of The Ultimate Fucking Casual. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net. 